I'm Rebecca Lavoy, and this is You Can't Make This Up. You Can't Make This Up is the podcast where we uncover the true stories behind your favorite Netflix documentaries and films. On today's episode, I chat with Connie Wang from Tadoom to talk about what we're looking forward to this fall on Netflix. From examinations of racial issues to high-tech thievery, from the athletes on the world's best basketball team to the chefs behind some of the world's best pizzerias, Connie has the scoop on all the real-life stories you'll be watching in the coming weeks. I'm here with Tadoom's Connie Wang to talk about what she's looking forward to watching on Netflix this fall. Hi, Connie. I'm so glad to talk to you, and I can't wait to hear about your picks. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Tell me what you are looking forward to streaming coming up this fall. There is so much coming down the pipeline at Netflix. I cannot wait to watch it all with the rest of you, but I've gotten a preview of everything that's coming down. And so I want to start off talking about Chef's Table pizza, sort of an easy bite, if you will. Um, Chef's Table is a much loved docuseries that's on Netflix, but this time they're going to focus mainly on pizza. And so everything from pizza based in Portland to Minneapolis to, of course, you got to go to Italy. Um, And then in Japan, if you know anything about Japan, they take things as close to perfection as you can possibly manage. So this version of Chef's Table is going to be really killer. It debuts in September. And that Japanese chef, Ann Kim, she puts kimchi on her pizza, from what I understand. I can't wait to watch that. I am a pizza person. So what's next on your list? So we're going to take a hard left turn. Um, The next docuseries on my list is Sins of Our Mother. It's a really twisty story um, of a mom whose family members keep dying around her. Um, She seems like the ultimate Mormon mom. She's very positive. She's very sunshiny and devout. Um, But when she becomes friends with a very mysterious man, her... I believe it's fourth husband, fifth husband's wife uh, and brother are murdered quickly thereafter. And then two of her three kids go missing. So it's a infuriating, galloping um, docuseries. Um, As for me, like it's one of those things where you don't even wait for the automatic countdown to go to the next episodes. You're just like, click, click, click. I need more. This is the Lori Vallow case, right? And this is that doomsday cult involved in this. I know this has been covered, but not super in depth on like podcasts on other TV shows. And this is going to be like a really in-depth look. So I am a true crime person. I am super looking forward to this one. Okay, so what is your next pick? This next one is real near and dear to my heart. It is the real bling ring Hollywood heist. I like to think of it as the turducken of uh, unscripted programming. Um, (laughs) It is a holy grail moment for diehard pop culture fans. Um, But even if you're the kind of person whose conception of pop culture kind of begins and ends with Paris Hilton, it is a fascinating watch. Um, It tells the story of what really happened behind the spate of celebrity burglaries that happened in the mid-2000s. A bunch of teens from Calabasas became 
pretty and healthily obsessed with <laughs> pop culture celebrities, including Rachel Bilson, Orlando Bloom, Audrina Patridge, and they robbed them. And one of the members of this bling ring was filming a re- reality show of her own at the time. Um, and uh, she became one of those like viral sensations on the internet for just how loony she came across in this uh, in this reality TV show. But the true story is even more wild. Um, there was a Sophia Coppola movie made about this all, and Emma Watson plays that protagonist, Alexis Nyers. Um, but this is her chance uh, to tell what actually happened and how the culture of that time in pop culture history um, was incredibly toxic. So if you still got rose-colored glasses on about that time in history, um, this might change things. Yeah, so I'm super looking forward to this one because, of course, it takes place in Calabasas, which is like the central place where like all of the juiciest reality TV shows were born. The Kardashians, that sort of thing, the center point of all of it. And I remember this story super well. It was sort of this aspirational thing. All of these people were Mm -hmm. really, really young. And there was this idea that they would commit crimes by following celebrities on social media to see when they weren't home. Right. Yeah, that was part of it. Uh, I remember it was super juicy, super interesting, and I'm sure we're going to hear details that we didn't know about. That is a super good pick, a really good pick. All right. What is next on your list? My next pick is Eat the Rich, the GameStop saga. I feel like this just ended. It was, uh, uh, if anyone remembers the beginning of uh, 2021, GameStop, uh, the blockbuster video games, I guess you could call it. Um, It became one of the highest traded stocks um, as the result of a short squeeze. And even if you think you know the story, and even if you think that you really, really followed all the headlines as it happens, I guarantee you don't actually know the full story. Every single person involved thinks that they're David fighting Goliath um, from the YouTuber who has millions of followers to hedge fund managers. It is a wild story. You can't believe it, even if you don't care anything about the stock market or the economy, I guess. Um, This has enough drama to keep you hooked until the very end. So this is like a going after the man kind of story. I am a Redditor. I'm a person who goes on Reddit. I watched all of this go down. These were people who were fans of the brand GameStop. They watched people shorting the stock, I believe. They were basically going to make money if the company went down the tubes. And these guys on Reddit, they were like, nope. They got people to go all in to buy the stock and make the stock go up. It was fascinating to watch. And I cannot wait to get the dirt on this one. Okay, so what is next on your list? Uh, Another hard left turn. This is a documentary um, called Descendant. Um, It is executive produced by Questlove, who has actual real personal ties to this story and the community that the story um, revolves around. And it's made in partnership with Obama's Higher Ground um, and directed by the legendary Margaret Brown. Um, Descendant tells a story of the many residents of Africatown in Alabama who are the descendants of the Clotilde Um, It's the last ship to smuggle enslaved people to the United States. Um, And because it was technically an illegal operation, even at the time the ship was burned and the survivors, the enslavers and everyone involved were compelled to keep it under wraps for over two centuries. So 200 years later, the search for the ship um, illuminates how the descendants of the Clotilda are still working through this event and grappling with the various forms of ownership and control and oppression. Um, and some of them done by the descendants of the original slave owners. It is really heavy stuff. 
but a really profound watch um, and really incredibly clever, sophisticated, respectful storytelling. I got to say, it's one of my favorite things that I've seen all year long. It's amazing. Um, it debuted at the African-American Film Festival in Martha's Vineyard recently, um, and it's going to be out in o- October. Yeah, this one is getting a lot of buzz. I understand that it had this big splashy showing at Sundance as well. I'm really looking forward to this one. It's a painful story, but Questlove, of course, always delivers. And every project that he's involved in is wonderful. So this is a great pick. All right. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I got a few more. Um I don't know if you're a basketball person, Rebecca. Yep, yep. I am a basketball person. Yes. I love to hear that. Well, if you liked The Last Dance, the same director um, is uh, is coming out with a amazing documentary called The Redeem Team. It tells the story of the U.S. basketball team um, from, at the 2008 Beijing Olympics um, and uses unprecedented footage from the Olympics Committee um, and really, really illuminating interviews with all of the greats, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Coach K, and Kobe Bryant. So at its soul, it's about what makes a team great and not just about what makes individual players great, but it's got mm-hmm. never-before-told stories, behind-the-scenes footage, um, and actually just like great moments of players roasting other players, and that's my favorite part of it. Of course, that was the best part of The Last Dance as well. Players roasting other players. But this Redeem team, it was all about the fact that in 2004, the team had won bronze at the Olympics. And this was a time when all these great players came together to sort of reclaim that glory that was first established by the Dream Team. And that's how they got the name. I can't wait for this one. I love a great sports documentary. I love getting on the court with basketball players. There is nothing better than that. Okay, so what else have you got? Um, The next one up that I'd like to call out is called Is That Black Enough for You? Um, Internally, we've been calling it a love letter to black cinema. um, And it's got a focus on films and talent that came out in the 1970s. Um, It's made by the revered film critic Elvis Mitchell, who directed it. Um, And it's a masterclass um, and required viewing for anyone who wants to understand how the arc of film history sort of bends to and bends away from the arc of our history, our social history, um, it's impossible not to watch this doc and come away with a very different understanding of cinema. Um, Full stop. Uh, The name itself comes from a 1970s film, Cotton Comes to Harlem, and it covers every single seminal black film that's ever been made, um, including Pam Greer's Coffee, Shaft, Superfly, The Greatest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So many of your favorite talking heads are in it. Samuel L. Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, Whoopi Goldberg, Zendaya's in it too. Um, So it's a really, really amazing viewing. um, And you got to check it out in November. I am very intrigued by the fact that Elvis Mitchell made this film. He is one of my all-time favorite critics. It's going to be interesting to see what a critic makes when he makes a movie. Okay, I understand. You have one more? I do. So this last one is called In Her Hands. Um, It's a documentary about Afghanistan's first and youngest mayor, um, Zarifa Ghaffari, who um, at 26 years old, she became the mayor of the capital city of the Wardock province and just being there as herself is boundary pushing enough. But her progressive politics really made her a target for fundamentalists and conservatives. Um, And now, considering that Afghanistan has returned to Taliban rule, um, Ghaffari's story is especially relevant and urgent and inspiring for this moment. So it's premiering at the Toronto Film Festival, and you will be able to see it on Netflix in November. All right. Well, Connie Wang, your picks sound fantastic. And I hope I get the chance to talk to you about your picks down the pike. 
Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks again to Tadoom's Connie Wang. Next week, we'll talk to director Dan Krauss about his documentary, The Anthrax Attacks in the Shadow of 9-11. For more of my takes, check out my other podcast, Crime Writers On. Each week on that show, we break down the latest in true crime documentaries, films, podcasts, and pop culture. If you like You Can't Make This Up, please rate and review this show and share it with your friends. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And make sure to follow the show to stay tuned for all new episodes. Our music is by Kelly Mack at Netflix Music Lab. You Can't Make This Up as a production of Netflix. I'm Rebecca Lavoie. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>